0: Good morning, and welcome to Recipe for Success. My name is Nancy Giacalone, and I created this um, LinkedIn Live series, which is now on Facebook and YouTube as well, as a way to tie in my love of cooking and business. Because the one thing that I have found that both have in common is there's always a secret ingredient or technique that contributes to the overall success of whatever you're trying to do. And I am so, so, so excited to have Alex Sheridan on my program today. This is our third attempt at making this happen. So this is really um, a feat that we have been able to accomplish this. So welcome, Alex.
1: Happy to be here. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited.
0: So uh, would you um, care to introduce yourself and tell people a little bit about what you do?
1: Yeah, for sure. So my name is Alex Sheridan. I'm the founder of a company called Impacts Marketing, and um, we we work with founders, entrepreneurs and also companies um, to train leaders, their employees, the owners, um, how to create content on LinkedIn that translates to customers and how to understand social selling and get out there and start um, winning clients and building their brand.
0: So um, and you're very good at it your secret ingredient, um, is unleashing the creative in everybody. So one of the, um, one of the things that, um, I was attracted to you about on LinkedIn was you had a really creative way with your videos. It caught my attention. You always made a good point, but you made it fun at the same time. Um, so obviously For those of the everybody that doesn't know, I am a client of yours. I signed up for your program after um, having watched a number of videos. But I think the most interesting thing about the story is how I became a client. I just didn't say, oh, hey, I'm going to sign up for this program. Tell people how we connected, because I think this is really one of your secret sauce ingredients.
1: Yes. Yes. So, so to your point, I mean, the content's important, right? Because that gets you exposure. That gets people to see who you are. If you're credible, they know, like, and trust you from really at scale and at a distance, even though they've never met you before. But a lot of the times, and sometimes that results in inbound leads, and those are fantastic. But oftentimes, what happens is people will consume the piece of content, and the person that's creating the content, it may be their potential customer, but they're not reaching out and connecting the dots of the attention that they're already getting. So what I did, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure this is the story. I'm, you, had, you had commented and liked a few of my videos. And then what I did is I reached out and I said you have, I sent you a video DM and it was very personalized. And I said, Nancy, thank you so much for the support on my content. It means a ton to me and I genuinely mean that for everyone. And then I said, hey, I was looking at your profile and some of the, some of the things that you're putting out. Um, if you're open to it, I'd love to show my support back to you and get, provide some feedback, advice, things that would help you, things that you could do on your own too. And, uh, and that set up the call. And I remember on the call, do you remember what you said on the call? Oh, I After did. 15 I, was, minutes. <laughs>
0: I said, I learned more in this 15 minute call than I have learned, you know, in the previous year prior to that. And that was <laughs> yeah. really that was really what sold me. It wasn't that um, you were selling me. It was that yeah. you were providing value and I could see right. that it would be worth my investment to continue forward. And I think that we often talk about that on, um, it's always providing value. If you give it away, people are going to want to come to you and pay for more. So it's a, it's a really a, a fantastic technique and I know that you, you teach that to a lot of people in your program as well. So um, right now I think that there are more coaches in the world <laughs> than there have ever been. Um, there's a lot of people selling coaching for just about everything, including LinkedIn. So what makes you different?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I love that question, too. I, there's a couple of different things that come to my mind that I've seen. Um, one, my approach is very unorthodox. So I think you got a lot of traditional marketers, and I'm not bashing them. They're, a lot of them are great. But a lot of the traditional marketers struggle with the merge of social selling with the content marketing. So a lot of times, even today, people will be like, Alex, you can't actually get people an ROI. You know, you you can't judge how the what the return on the investment is going to be because it depends. Content and marketing it takes time. It's there's it's that's gray. And I'm like, but no, you actually yes, you can because if you mix in the social selling and the engagement, the video DMs, the setting up of meetings, the translating that to clients, there is a certain element where yes, you absolutely can track that because I have a lot of leaders of companies where they're like how do we track it? People are just going to post content and we hope this this translates in, into, into customers and how long is the brand going to take to build? So you got to look at it from two perspectives. And, and that's what I did. What was unique about me, I came from a heavy sales background. So I just, what I thought was my biggest disadvantage was actually my biggest advantage because I just didn't know to set up automation or to go to the website stuff or the traditional marketing or SEO. Like I didn't know any of that stuff. And so I just came on here and was like, well, how can I, how can I connect with people start building relationships with people start adding some um, the emotional component to my content so I can get people to smile or laugh or realize man that's a great point I, I really need to start doing that how can I teach people stuff my content was very very different in that way and I tried to be as creative as I possibly could so that I could get a good message across um, but it's still and en- people enjoyed actually consuming the content
0: uh, so those are really good points yesterday I was on a um uh, it was a speaker on a different panel. It was industry-specific. I happen to be employee benefits for those that don't know. Um, and we were talking about the use of social media, LinkedIn in particular. And a lot of people were are still very concerned about crossing the boundaries between personal and professional. And I find that to be interesting because if you dial things back 10, 15 years, that's how we got, that's how we achieved business was through showing ourselves personally. Only then we were doing it on the golf course over lunch, yeah. going to, you know, baseball games, etc. So what's your, what's your opinion about all of that?
1: Yeah. I mean, you have to, I think being a human being and showing up as a human first is really important. So I always look at it like I have these three kind of markers that I teach with my training to the boot camp too, as you know, And it's, you got to show up three different ways. One is the expert, right? If you want to do business on here and generate results and get clients, you got to be the expert, right? People got to look to you and say, Nancy, you are a specialist at this. I can tell from your content, but that's not quite enough. The second thing you have to be is a human being, because to your point, it's a lot of digital type stuff now, digital interactions, engagement, community, like, so- You have to showcase that, hey, I'm a human too. Like I'm not just some, here's the facts. Here's how you do X, Y, and Z to get the results. I have life, you know, I have personal things. Now, how far you want to go into that is completely up to you, right? So if you you don't need to get on here, it doesn't mean you're going to divulge super personal stuff and just disclose all the stuff that you're going through. That's completely up to the individual on how far they want to take it. Um, And so, yeah, I mean, that depends. But then the third thing is uh, you need to be an innovator, which... For you as an individual content creator, it means that you continue to innovate, you continue to get better, you continue to get feedback from your audience: what's working, what's not, and really pushing yourself to create better content—you know—than you were six to twelve months ago.
0: It was—that's funny because again, going back to the meeting I was in yesterday. Um, I they were asking me how long I'd been doing my two-minute Tuesdays. And I've actually been doing them for two years, which is crazy. Because that means I've had over a hundred videos of two-minute Tuesdays, but I was looking at a couple of those first ones and they're horrific. I mean, it's like, <laughs> but you know what? The thing is, is you're never going to do anything. You have to start. You have to start somewhere. And no one's going to remember those. No one remembers any, I could literally repurpose every one of those videos now because now I have a better following. Now people actually watch, at least some people watch my content, but back in the day, no one was watching. And that's what I always tell people. I'm like, put it up there anyway. No one's going to probably look at it and you'll get more comfortable with it in the process. 100%.
1: I mean, I have a lot of people that are like, oh, it's my first video. I want to create this video series of three videos and do this awesome thing. And I'm like, don't worry about it. It's your first three videos. No one's probably going to watch anyway. So yeah, as you know, I'm all about progress, not perfection. I mean, you got to start somewhere. And the goal is always to just continue to make progress from that point. You're going to have good ones. You're going to have bad ones and everything in between.
0: So um, along those lines, another question I have for you is I see a lot of people posting ad nauseum on social media. Um, So three, four posts a day. And then I start to tune them out. It's like too much noise. So do you have any recommendations or guidelines that you suggest to people as far as posting cadence or frequency?
1: Well, I think, you know, for me personally, I post about four to five times a week. And for me, that's plenty. I enjoy, I want my weekends to just be away from the social media train. I mean, it doesn't mean I'm not on there engaging with other people's stuff and checking DMs, but I just, for me, it's like, I just need a little break from the posting of content. Like, <laughs> and so I always, even when I was growing my business, working the full time job, I was only posting two to three times a week. I I'd much rather favor quality over the quantity. Um, Now, if you can post two or three times a day and it's great content and your customers or your audience loves it and they're telling you that and it's it's doing well, then by all means, you can do that. Uh, But I kind of let the audience decide that. So I think if you're posting two or three times a day and you're getting not much responses or people are scrolling past it a lot, that actually could diminish and hurt your brand. And it hurts your kind of your stance with LinkedIn. They're not they're not probably going to show your your content to many people when people are just passing by because they're tired of seeing it. So again, I think you got to look at the community, look at the audience and figure out how, what best serves them, but also look inside and say, what can i what can I create that's gonna be a value consistently every single week? So if you start off posting two or three times a day, I'm gonna go with this hard, and then four days into it, you're like, oh, I don't I, I ran out of steam. that that's gonna hurt you too, because then you're gonna not post anything for a few days. So I would recommend with if you're listening right now and you want to get uh, you want to start posting content and you're wondering how much or when, Just if you're posting zero right now, a good place to start is two to three times a week, you know, and post Monday, Wednesday, and Friday and do it two text posts and a video, right? And then start that and do that for three or four weeks. And if you want to up it from there, great, right? If you want to scale it back, like it's completely up to you, but I would make sure that the content is just on point and serves that community.
0: Um, Yeah, I agree with that completely. I I personally, I'm gonna have a very similar posting schedule. I do four four to five times a week, usually five times. Um, and I have, I know exactly what type of content I'm going to post each day of the week. So I kind of have, and that makes it easier when you have have an outline in your head. It just, it continues to flow because I, I know you hear this a lot as well, but people don't know where to start. What do I post about? Mm -hmm. Um, and so if you have some sort of, okay, on Mondays, I'm going to post about this type of content. It just, it starts to fill up really quickly.
1: Yeah. And we also have, you know, all of us either have a business to run or a job to do or both. And so it's like, who, who has time to even post two or three or four times a day and still respond to all the comments and then engage on other people's posts? I yeah. mean, I don't understand it, to be honest. I don't know if you can run a successful business unless you've got a team. So I think people see the other big name marketers and that kind of stuff and they're like, well, they're posting. They told me to post three or four times a day. Well, yeah, they have a team. That's breaking. They're just coming around and filming them and then breaking it all down. Yeah, that's a yeah. completely different story when you're a one person show or it's you as the leader, or you as the employee. You got to think strategically on how do I fit this into my schedule my day so that it I get something out of it. But it doesn't take me completely out of my element and I can't do my job anymore.
0: Yeah, I agree completely. Yeah. So, um, I know that what you're doing now with impacts marketing is a fairly recent recent uh, career change for you. You were in corporate sales for a long time. What prompted the change? Just tell us a little bit about that.
1: Yeah, so so I would say mid to late 2019. I always wanted to start my own uh, business. I always thought that would that was for me. I wanted to speak to the world. I wanted to make a bigger impact. Um, I knew that since I was a little kid, I had the same thought when I took a speech class in college, I remember leaving the speech class, I gave the speech and uh, it was in front of like 12 people. So it wasn't anything crazy, but I remember getting in my car and driving on the way back to my apartment where Mm -hmm. I lived for school. And I remember like, I remember the song that was playing the highway I was on everything. And I was like, I'm going to freaking speak to the world one day. Like, I just remember that like it was yesterday. I was just like, I'm going to speak to the world. I don't know what I'm going to say. I don't know what kind of like, what I'm going to talk about. But I know that I'm gonna make a difference while I'm here and I'm gonna I'm gonna try to use that potential. So, anyways, fast forward, you know, I was always a creative kid in high school and stuff. I like to write songs and act things out and tell stories, you know, but I never really used it. And so I I had that kind of epiphany with the speech class, but then I just kind of continued on. I got my degree, I went to corporate world. Um, I worked there for, you know, a couple of different jobs and then got to the job I was last at for six years. And I'm climbing up, I'm, you know, got promoted, was making pretty good money. And I kind of had. I kind of realized that, hey, what ha- whatever happened to that voice inside my head that was telling me that, hey, you were going to make a difference here. And not that you can't as an employee, I'm not saying that. But for me personally, it was like, use more of your creativity and your passion. And you're kind of like in this box almost where you're at. It was a good company, but I felt kind of in a box, right? And you always said you were going to start your own company. And what happened to that? And so I just decided, all right, if I'm not going to do it now, like when am I ever going to do it? Because I think if you know later becomes never sometimes you know yes. there's never the, the right time to do it. well i got this going on i get this well you're always going to have something going on so just accept that And if it's a priority it's a priority to start doing it so i decided 2019 and i was like well what am i going to start a business around well i know sales really well i've been doing sales i was successful at it i was training other people i said i'll start i'll start a sales consulting company And so I got on LinkedIn, I actually first got on Instagram and I realized that the organic reach just wasn't very good there. And I just didn't feel quite right to me. And so I got—I was like, all right, I'm gonna go all in on LinkedIn. I'm like, I feel like this is gonna be a bigger platform at some point, more people will get on it. The customers are here. The organic reach seemed to be a little bit better. Although at first I wasn't getting any traction like most people either. Um, So I go all in on LinkedIn. I'm like, all right, I'm not gonna post as much on Instagram. I'm gonna go all on LinkedIn, I only had so much time. So I start posting videos late 2019 and in text post too, and I realized that people were coming to me, I was starting to kind of slowly unleash my creativity, right? I was like, all right, I'm going to unleash this potential that I had, have had this whole time. I just really haven't done anything with it. It's just, it's just been wasted. So I started creating these videos that are a little bit more creative. I had some humor, some different elements. I mean, they, they sucked in the beginning, like everyone's did, but, but they were different. They were unique. And I was, I dedicated myself to working on that craft. Because I noticed people were coming to me and saying, alex, how do you how are you making these videos and what's up with LinkedIn, and how do we generate revenue from it?" And I was like, well, I'm not the expert, but I could be if I worked really hard at this, you know <laughs> And I, I in that moment, I said, I'm gonna dedicate literally my entire life basically to LinkedIn video, content marketing, social selling. and outside of spending time with my kids, Nancy, I mean I literally I, I literally didn't even have a life. Like I was just every night up midnight just editing video, learning it, you know, I was obs- I became obsessed with it, and I think that's that's part of what you have to do if you want to be great in your space. You got to get obsessed. Um,
0: okay. So the yeah. question is, what song was playing when you had that when you had that epiphany?
1: It was an Alicia Keys. Um, <laughs> it's so random. It was on the radio, <laughs> and um, I can't I can't remember the song name, and I'm not going to try to sing it here, but I can picture it in my head right now. But it was definitely oh, okay. an Alicia Keys song. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, so 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 January 2020, I go all right, full in, impacts marketing this is this is what i'm going to do i didn't have my llc and stuff at that time but i'm like this is what i'm going to do i just i'm like i think this is the future i think people are going to be more uh i think people are going to be using video more social selling i think is going to be a bigger thing now granted this took a month or two before COVID happened so i was like like thank god i was just like happened to be thinking about what was going to happen and COVID hit next but everything like by 10 years so then february 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 i don't know exactly what day it was but february 2020 i won my first customer remember where I was at. I was so pumped in my own business ever. It's the first time ever. And then literally it just kind of took off from there. I would say like April, it really, April, May, it really took off. And then from March to uh, July, 2020 or sorry, uh, February to July, 2020, I had replaced my six figure income weekly and, um, was making more money now at this, at this business than I was my full-time job. And so I put in my notice and, uh, in July 2020, I was at this full time. It's been history ever since.
0: Well, that's just such a cool success story. I'm just uh, thrilled for you. I did see a comment come in when we were talking about um, posting frequency, mm-hmm. and uh, Judy says uh, less is more, and and I think that can be true um, with the length of videos, with the length of posts, yes. with the yes. frequency of posts. People get you have to be careful because people's attention span is short. So we have to make sure that we make our point and we make it quickly.
1: Yeah. Especially in the beginning too, when you're not used to doing videos, you're probably not as good. And so it's hard for you to kind of package a message down. Um, but yeah, some people want to create four to five minute videos. And I'm like, I just, it's, it's really, unless you really are good at it at that point, it's hard to, cause people, it's not YouTube where people are finding something they're searching right. and then they're consuming it. 10 minutes. I want to learn this LinkedIn. People are going through a feed. So they're not expecting to see your video. So you got to stop them, stop the scroll, engage them, and then keep them engaged all the way through. It's a different kind of art.
0: And and I to be perfectly honest, if I see somebody's video that's four to five minutes, I'm not unlikely. I'm unlikely to even watch it. Yep. I might read the text that goes along with it, but I'll never, I'll never yeah. hit play. So
1: it's just too long. Um,
0: it is. So your tagline is Unleash the Creative, which we also um, identified as your secret ingredient. So what does that mean exactly? And how do you help your clients do that?
1: Yeah. So Unleash the Creative runs really deep for me um, personally and how it connects with my my customers. I think any good brand, your tagline, your brand should connect with that audience. And it really should be about them and them being the hero, not you, of course. And so Unleash the Creative, what I noticed when I started building this business was that There were a lot of other founders, entrepreneurs, even employees, leaders that also had a ton of potential and creativity sort of trapped inside them. I just noticed it everywhere. I looked like, especially since I got into this business, I was like, my gosh, this person's fantastic yet. They're not posting anything or they're, you know, they're, I I got on a zoom call with them and I'm like, Your camera, presence is like blowing me out of the water, but you're not making video content because maybe they're worried what someone will say or the judgment or they're not sure what their boss or whatever it might be. And so I I quickly just realized that that was going to be sort of the connection that I made and I was going to help my clients and my audience. Even if you weren't a client, I wanted to help you unleash that creative and in your business, how you serve your customers, with your content, with how you approach people on LinkedIn, with how you build relationships unlocking and unleashing that inner creative, that inner potential that we all have. And so um, I, I wanted to attract the bold, the people that thought differently, that weren't afraid to push the boundaries, that thought a little bit outside of the box, that that would see my content and say, I like this. This is different. This is unique. You know, I, I, I want to I unleash my creative, you know. And so then my job just became this, how do I help people do that? And so it's working through what are you what are you naturally good at? What's your personality? Sometimes there's some psychological hurdles that you have to overcome of people being scared to put themselves out there. And I I love helping people work through that. Um, and so there's and there's lots, obviously lots of tactical and strategic type stuff too. But my mission became helping helping this community, this tribe, really get get inside them themselves and unleash their own creative so that they could go accomplish what they want to accomplish in business and in life
0: uh well you're definitely it's definitely working because i've seen it um i've seen i've seen how it's helped me but i've also seen other people that you've helped and i've seen their their first attempt or well they'll they'll submit something to the group and they'll say well what do you think of this and it's dry as a bone and so you know with yeah. some coaching and prompting from you um it transforms and pretty soon it starts to become more and more natural but a lot of people just don't know where to start and and you definitely help guide, put them on that path and give them the tools to, to bring that out. So it's, it's very well, cool.
1: I appreciate that. And and when you see it change people's business and when you see it change people's lives, I mean, the transformation, like when I, when I work with companies, I don't call it even a training. It's a transformation. Mm-hmm. Like I, I genuinely believe I'm so convicted in this Nancy, as you know, that, that I know it can literally change people's lives. So we're unleashing your creative and certain elements on the content and the social selling and the LinkedIn stuff. But we're also unleashing a a part of you, a you out there, you that was trapped inside here for certain reasons, right? Whether it's insecurities or how you grew up or because you didn't think society or your company wanted you to do this, whatever it is. I'm just ridiculously passionate about helping people see that and then unleash it.
0: That's so cool. Okay, so let's talk for a minute about social media in general. So there's so many platforms right now. I mean, Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and now we have Clubhouse. So and I'm sure there's going to be something else, you know, momentarily. How do how should people divide their time? How what platform should they choose? Is there a right platform? I I mean, it's it is overwhelming. If you try to be everywhere, and everything to everyone. So I, I, yeah. I'm i really interested on your take on that.
1: For sure. And some of it does come down to how many, what resources do you have at your disposal, right? Do you have a team Do you have people, do you have an assistant? Do you have people that can help support kind of that mission or that, that goal. But let's just say for instance, it's you, the founder, the employee, um, the entrepreneur, whatever it might be. The first thing you gotta do is think, okay, based on what I'm offering, my product or service, which where are my customers, <laughs> right? So if if you're on TikTok but your customers are not even close, they're they're maybe sixty year old you know male or females or what CEOs, then it's probably not going to be the greatest place for you to go. It, it would probably be linked LinkedIn, right? And there's and there's vice versa. So the first place you got to think is is where are my customers at? And once I figure that out, uh, then the second thing I want to do is figure out where's the best organic reach. So where can I get the best bang for my buck? So if you're like, man, my customers are really on Facebook and LinkedIn, I see them both there. Well, if you're posting on Facebook right now, unless you already have a massive following, good luck getting some organic reach. It's super saturated, it's very pay to play, it's ad driven. There's literally just not much attention to give you. There's not. There's nothing left, right? Like there's, there's paid ads, and then there's people that have been here for a long time. They have to squeeze out some attention to even give it to you. LinkedIn? We've got, you know, 780 million or whatever plus people on here and only about 1% are creating content and they're, they they make some money off ads, but but their recruiter program, Recruiter Light is, is I think, at least as we're saying this now, one of their biggest money makers. So they haven't been as ad heavy. They just haven't. And their ads have been a little bit more expensive. And so they, we, we've seen more of an organic reach with LinkedIn, a significant amount of organic reach. And it's still here. Will it be here two or three years from now? It'll change, you know, as more ads hit the platform, as more people get on, which I think 20 2021 is kind of like the gold rush for LinkedIn, I think. I think we're all seeing that. And so the more people get on and the more ads start coming up, the less you'll be able to have that organic reach. But to go back to the other side, how many different ones should you be on at one time? You need depth, not width. So if you're thinking, like, well, I heard, but I also need a YouTube channel, I also need a TikTok, I also need Instagram. Well, I've done it where I've tried to do two or three at the same time, and I was wide and not deep, and it got me zero results. So that's why I quickly pivoted to LinkedIn. I was like, I'm going deep. I'm building a community here. You have to make it about the people. I think Too many people want to post something, walk away, and be like, man, my content's really not doing anything. Well, I always ask people, I'm like, look, if you're on LinkedIn and you've been here for 12 months and you've been doing it the right way, and I mean, putting out content, engaging, getting to know people, Zoom calls... If you can't pick up the phone and call 50 to 100 people right now that would you'd be comfortable talking to maybe you don't have their cell phone but you could be like hey Nate like I could call you and feel like that's a comfortable conversation right Absolutely. If, if you don't have 50 or 100 people that you can do that with and you've been on there for 12 months something's missing and it's the community aspect of it so think you you got to put in the work you can't just post and coast and walk away you got to build it
0: no, post and coast. I like that. that <laughs> term. And, and also, I, I go back to what you're talking about. I think by building the community, you're kind of becoming the host of the party. You're bringing people in and, and you're providing a means for them to, to communicate with each other. So um, brilliant. And and I had not heard that question about the 50 to 100, but I mean, it's crazy that you really do feel that connected with people that you would yes. be completely comfortable having that conversation. Um, so just to go one step further on that, on that particular topic. So again, of course there's the, um, aggregator or automated, um, tools like Hootsuite, et cetera, where you can just use this. I've used them in the past. I don't use them anymore because I found it was too impersonal. I liked, Yeah. I don't know, for, for me personally, I felt feel that when I'm putting my content out. I kind of want to hit the post button. It just yeah. there's something about that. Although, for an example, this um, this video, I am streaming it to LinkedIn, Facebook, and YouTube all at the same time. Probably not everybody's watching on every platform, but it it's nothing more than you know selecting three things at one time. So anyway, it's kind of useful. Um, yeah. Another th- another thing I've noticed is um, that the mobile app versions of these social media platforms tends to be different than the desktop. There's different tools, there's different things that you can um, unlock. Um, I, I'm sometimes a little bit frustrated by that just because of the nature of my business. I tend to be at my desktop more often than I'm on my phone. And some of the cool tools are on my phone. So. Do you think that this should influence the way the platform that people choose or the way they work? Or it's just you have an extra tool in your back pocket?
1: Yeah, it's um, there's there's little hacks, you know, but like I think that um, for me, I'm the opposite. Right. Like I use the I use the cell. I use my mobile phone for a lot of stuff. And I'm on my computer when I'm doing Zoom calls and live events and that kind of stuff. But typically I like to operate from the phone. That's just kind of how I've that's kind of how I came on LinkedIn but you know you think about your for an example like you think the technology piece you think about it, you can send a video dm right from your phone but you can't send it from your desktop right, right? but you can if you have an, a software system called Dub. Which is um, you, you literally you, you once you upload it and download it, you can click on the button and literally screen record right here. So I could, you know, I can just pull up a message and let's say it's you. I click on Nancy, I click on the dub icon and boom, I can just hit press the record button be like Nancy, hey, so glad to be glad to be connected with you. Da, da, da. And then boom, I can send it. So uh, there's little hacks, you know, here and there, but yeah, there's definitely differences. Even in um, one one thing that I, I I like about desktop that's not on. Uh, the mobile app is like when I go to my desktop and I've got my new in my featured content section, which, by the way, everyone should use that. It's great real estate on your LinkedIn profile. It's testimonials. It's links to where you want to take people to get more information, anything you want to put on there. But I've got a moving video thumbnail. I think you've seen it, right? Yes, it's, it's a so moving, cool. moving video thumbnail from the desktop. But when I go on mobile, it's still. So I'm like, really? Man. so, yeah, so, yeah. So, so there, there's some disconnect there, but I think yeah, you find your hacks where you can and you use the technology to get around certain things, but uh, we'll see how it plays out. I'm sure some things will change over time too.
0: Um, yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure they will. So where can people go to find out more about your amazing program and your services in general?
1: Yes. Um, so LinkedIn's the best place to find me. I'm on there every day. Um, so you can find me Alex B. Sheridan at LinkedIn. And then emails probably best to a Sheridan at impacts.com. I've got a free video newsletter that if you're listening right now and you liked what you've heard and you want more information, um, you can sign up for that. If you go to my LinkedIn profile in that featured content section, you'll see if you're on your desktop, you'll see a moving video thumbnail. That's it. If you're on your mobile, you'll still see it. it'll be the second one to the right. So you can sign up for that and get weekly videos on how to use content marketing and social selling to grow your business.
0: Awesome. Well, I will drop the links in the comments as well, um, so that anybody wants to connect with Alex, um, they'll have that. E- they'll have that easily accessible. And I can really, you know, give a personal testimonial as well because I can tell you it's great to work with Alex. He's very personable. He's very helpful. It's all practical advice. None of it is super canned. It's all um, somewhat tailored to your specific situation and um i can also tell you that i did look into other programs and courses over the past year and what they appeared to be was not necessarily what they were with alex what you see is what you get and so again i really kudos to alex on that
1: thank you i appreciate that
0: okay so we have made it to my five burning questions all right are you ready
1: let's go yeah
0: what's your absolute favorite food in the world and can you cook it
1: this is, a, this is a hard one for me. Um, I would say that it's typically it's like the hibachi grill style. So like mm. the, the Japanese steakhouse and those uh-huh. kind of places are like, those are my favorite. And I actually can, I've got a walk here. I don't have like the whole like, you know, flat top. <laughs> like I'm not like a, a chef or anything, but, but I actually am a decent cook. Yeah, I'm a decent cook. I can do nice. it. The other thing would be like, I love pizza too.
0: Oh, but can you do the The flaming onion thing that they no. do? With, like,
1: a... <laughs> no, I, oh. I can do the walk flip where I can kind of just flip the food in the walk, you know, but that's, that's about it. That's about it.
0: Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So other than LinkedIn, what is your favorite social media platform right now?
1: You know, club, I've taken some time off clubhouse. Cause I just haven't had not have time. It just hasn't been a priority. Um, but I think that that app is unique cause it's live conversation. It's just something different. I like it. It's, it, it, it it just presents, I mean, there's strengths and there's negatives about it, of course, like any app uh, platform. But I do have, I found that to be pretty useful too. Um, And then I, you know, I I still use Instagram here and there, but it's mostly for friends and family and stuff. It's not, I don't do it. You'll see business stuff on there, but it's not, I'm not using it as a big revenue stream. TikTok's fun too, but it's just a wild, wild platform. So it's a whole other beast.
0: Yeah. I find a uh, clubhouse. I get too sucked in. It's just going to just consume my time without thinking <laughs> yeah, about it. Yeah. And Insta- Instagram is usually my, my personal Instagram is is pretty much all pictures of my dogs and food. So, you know, it's mm-hmm. like, it's completely different. That one's just for fun, but I, yes. I do love Instagram. Uh, okay. So if you could magically get everyone to do one thing to improve their online presence, what would it be?
1: You know, I'm gonna stick. I'm going to stay still on brand here, but it would just be unleash their creative. It would just be to take what they already have inside and and encourage them to, to actually use it without the fear of judgment, without the fear of, oh my gosh, what if this doesn't work? What if I look like an idiot? What would my coworker say? I think it's just for a lot of reasons, it's just getting, getting people out of their own way and tapping into the inner potential.
0: I love it. I love it. Okay. So what's your secret talent or something that people would be surprised to learn about you?
1: I would say like rapping and freestyling, but I think by now I don't think that would be like a huge shocker because that's Not some a stuff secret. I put out there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, um, I, I think one thing that I I don't think people realize enough about me is that the human connection and how I connect with people and understanding humans and the psychology. And I think that's why my I, I understand content at a high level because I know how to talk to people. I know how to understand how they're feeling and and work through some of those emotional type things, the EQ stuff. Um, I, I'm just a really deep person. And I think that allows me to understand human behavior really well, which serves a marketer and a salesperson extremely well.
0: I would agree with that. So last question, who is the one person um, that you've connected with on LinkedIn or uh, alternatively like a podcast host that you've never met before in person that you would like to meet in real life?
1: Well, you would be one of them. And I think we are going to make that happen actually. Hopefully, hopefully. In, hopefully, maybe in three weeks. But um, yeah, in, in three weeks, I'm excited to meet some of the some of the folks that we've done work with and had the honor to meet with in, in Nashville. I'm really excited about that. Um, so yeah, there's so many. There's so many. Like Mike Kelly is one, you are one. You know, Jared Greer and and yeah. Matt Wells have become like best friends and brothers to me. And so uh they're definitely they're definitely some some of those, uh they belong in that category too. So there's there's so met- many.
0: You haven't met them in person yet?
1: So check this out, I haven't met one client in person yet.
0: Oh, that is so, that's so funny. It's
1: crazy, it's crazy, yeah.
0: And it it goes to speak to the depth of connections that we've been able to create over this yeah. last year in a, in a virtual environment where you can hardly wait to meet them in person, but you feel yes. like you, have, you already know them so well. Yes. So.
1: Now on the flip side, real quick, I I did I took a tour of an office of a company that I I, I believe that we'll, we'll do some work together because they're amazing and they're we're very connected in terms of values and brand. But I, they invited me out, took me out to lunch, and then I got a tour of their office and that kind of stuff. Amazing team. Super excited to partner with them. But. So that was fun for me. I was like, this is really cool. It kind of felt like when I was at my other job, we'd go yeah. out, we'd meet people, we'd shake hands, that kind of stuff. So um, I'm hoping that things will open back up uh, in the near future and that we'll, I will start traveling more and doing some engagements and seeing clients and that kind of stuff because I, I do miss that.
0: Yeah, I'm sure that you will. Okay, well, that is all I have. So it is your chance to share a parting thought with our with our audience today
1: well i think now's the time you know if you're thinking about getting on linkedin and creating content and building your personal brand if it's something that you've thought about and you've considered but maybe have pushed it off to the side really really think about getting on here as soon as you can because like i said i think 2021 is kind of the gold rush of linkedin you know 2019 it was still kind of that ah, people really didn't know how to use it 2021 was the COVID year and so people thought we were going back to kind of the the face-to-face stuff and i now think that people and companies are starting to realize that hey it's a different world and regardless if we go back or not we need digital brands we need video content we need to know how to social sell these are skills that you have to think about building Um, not tricks and tips necessarily but just skills that you should be building and there's not a better time to do it so unleash that creative
0: Well, awesome. Thank you so much for your time today, Alex. And again, just a reminder to everybody, if you don't follow Alex, um, please do so because he's amazing. And if you need a testimonial, reach out to me. I'll tell you about um, all the good things he does. So anyway, thanks everyone. And we'll see you next week.